Welcome to the Old Kansas Radio Show this week. We uh, opened up the program with Earl Hines on the piano with uh, a tune he called Tantalizing a Cuban. Then Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra featuring vocals by Mildred Bailey. And we heard I Like to Do Things for You. This is uh, WFMU. I'm the Old Kansas here every week spinning uh, an hour's worth of 70 RPM fine platters. Well, here at the Old Codger Show, we love to take requests. You didn't know that, did you? Yes, we do. A few weeks ago, uh, someone sent us a Western Union telegram asking us to play more Hartman's Heartbreakers featuring Betty Lou. Well, we have graciously accommodated that request several times by putting Betty Lou and the Hartman's Heartbreakers catalog uh, back into steady rotation, <laughs> as, they say, as they say in the disc jockey trade, heavy rotation. That means just forget it. Betty Lou was only 12 years old when she made those recordings. She sang nursery rhymes like, uh, Give it to me, Daddy. Uh, Feels good. Uh, Let me play with it. And, of course, My Southern Movements. Just the typical musical frolics of uh, pre-teens in the Appalachian region back in the 1930s. As you know, here at the Old Codger Show, we have great respect for musical history. Well, we have received several requests this week for commercials. <laughs> yes! Uh, listeners want us to play more advertisements. They know that these commercials provide quality entertainment and that they help us pay the bills here in the Pouton Shanty. In fact, it was the money we were paid for airing Sly Weasler bourbon commercials that paid for this new Sears-built mail-order Pouton Shanty that I'm in right now and broadcasting from. As I said a few shows ago, we have a goal here at the Old Codger Show to someday present, during our one-hour show, to give you 45 minutes, 45 minutes of quality, highly entertaining commercials that, that you will enjoy, with a sprinkling of 70 RPM records thrown in to provide a few breaks into commercial excitement. So, anyway, so I'm going to play your requests. Here we have another fine sponsor of the Old Codger Radio Show, presented by Gus Bodenheim the most trusted name in in the, the Bodenheim family, which, which is not saying much. If you're as tired of beef substitutes, fake poultry, and plant-based patties as I am, Del Barton Foods has just the thing. It's called Beyond Mouse. Beyond Mouse contains no actual rodent nor rodent byproducts. Yet it brings the same delectable flavor, texture, and down-home yum you expect from traditional mouse-based entrees, minus the harmful proteins and minerals. This carbohydrate-rich substance contains only premium ingredients. Dense, meat-like, untraceable glutel, firm yet eventually yields to the bite or your money back. Skeletus, single-use straws cunningly repurposed for a convincing snap you'll swear was genuine bone. And hair, yes hair, meticulously harvested from upscale children's barbers for a silky, fur-like texture that'll bamboozle even the most finicky verminivore. Beyond Mouse, from the Del Barton kitchens that brought you Implausible Vole and Hardly Hamster.
mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Mon palais quitté, mon palais quitté. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Faut mon bégo pied, mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Mon palais mais ça, mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Faut mon bégo pied, j'en mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Mon palais mais ça, mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Faut mon dans lit, non mon palais. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Mon palais quitté, mon palais quitté. Aïe 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 ma palais quitté. Faut mon bégo la bouche, mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Mon palais mais ça, mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Faut mon bégo cheveux courts, mon palais mais ça. Aïe 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 ma palais mais ça. Mon palais quitté, mon palais quitté. Aïe 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 ma palais quitté. That fine set of music on the old kinds of show. We started out with our Eddie Lang and Carl Kress 
and they did pickin' my way. Then Don Redman and his orchestra uh, gave us chant of the weed. Fats Waller played the minor drag. Nick and his Creole serenaders with uh, Mopat Le Mesa number two. And then we ended up with the great Hawaiian guitar work of Sal Hoopy. And he did uh, his version of the Gershwin tune, Fascinating Rhythm. Now, also at the beginning of that, uh, before we played all the music, we heard uh, Gus Bodenheim, and he had uh, the commercial for a great sponsor of the Okaja Radio Show, Beyond Mouse. Fine product. You should try it sometime. Now, Gus has been busy the past few weeks on another assignment. That's why he has not had any new commercials in a while. He was hired to write sayings for Chinese fortune cookies. You see, uh, Gus, you might not know it, is an expert on the Chinese. He has been uh, eating at their restaurants for decades. And Gus found that the best way to learn about a foreign culture, he's not Chinese, you know, uh, the best way to learn about a foreign culture is to eat the foods that they eat. So for many years, Gus's diet has consisted almost entirely of Chinese takeout and Chongqing frozen entrees. The egg rolls alone practically made Gus a scholar in ancient Oriental culture. So it was only natural for the largest and the most successful of the fortune cookie companies that they're actually the only fortune cookie company in the Fortune 500. In fact, they claim the magazine was named after them, but they lost the documentation that could prove this, so their claim for trademark infringement fell apart in court. What a shame. Where was I? Oh, oh sorry, hey, Gus sent me a bunch of the fortunes that he's been writing for the fortune cookies. He said I could share them with his, he means my, listeners. Gus doesn't have listeners. Anyways, some of the fortunes that you'll be reading in Fortune Cookies someday. Here's a good one. You should be stamped with an expiration date. Here's another one from Gus. Do not leave this restaurant without paying your bill and leaving a generous tip, or a Chinese curse will make sure you die a horrible, lingering death. Soon. <laughs> yes, that's a good fortune. That's very, very... I'm sure a lot of people will find that in their cookies. Here's another one. If you had gone to another restaurant, you could have enjoyed a pastrami sandwich. Here's another one. It's a, a fortune that'll go inside a fortune cookie, written by Gus Bodenheim. Here it is. You had a tumor, but it went away. Even cancer doesn't want to be around you. Here's a short one. Your karma deficit is beyond recoupment. Then, I, I like this next one for a fortune cookie. Uh, you don't really need to use the bathroom. You just want to get away from your tedious dinner companions. Here's another short one from Gus. Go back to using pencils. Then, there's two more. Uh, I, he, I said I could read these on the air. Here it is. If your friends were honest about how they feel about you, they'd give you a cigarette and a blindfold and line you up against a brick wall. And finally, this other one. I don't know if I like this one, but it's, it's short. You're not inscrutable. You're a dumbass. Well, Gus is obviously not a man given to idle platitudes. He has the talent and the intellect to revolutionize the fortune cookie industry with sayings like these. Uh, it's great to see him apply his uh, literary gifts to this ancient art form that reflects so much about the human condition. Now, the Chinese, you know, the Chinese were smarter than us 5,000 years ago when they invented fortune cookies. Gus is just a man to bring that art form into the 21st century. Well, coming up next, as I said earlier, we love to play requests. Well, none of the listeners has actually requested more film soundtracks by Flip the Frog. But Lola Bell Pancake, my deputy, has submitted such a request. It has been reviewed by the Old Codger Radio Hour Programming Committee, and the judges have approved her request by a 5-4 to four vote. So, here's a Africa Squeaks, a Flip the Frog film soundtrack from 1931 on the Old Codger Radio Hour. Thank you. 
A lion.
believe a thing you hear, nor half of what you see. That's what mother said to me when I was a kid of three. Now I know that she was right, right in every way. In the papers every day, here's what the headlines say. Tourist girls are darn good cooks, that's a lot of bounce. And politicians are not crooks, that's a lot of bunk. Two girls took two boys in their car, and when they got out pretty far, the boy said, stop or we'll tell Ma. That's a lot of bunk. Father, get the hammer, there's a fly on baby's head, hit, 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 hit. Taxi drivers never cheat, now that's the fabrication. Cops are always on their beat, why that's a lot of hokum. I took a showgirl out with me. You dined at Cafe de Paris. She said, I'll just take cake and tea. That's a lot of bunk. She knocked my apartment, and so I knocked her flat, 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 flat. Waiters never take a tip. That's a lot of P-U-N-K. Car conductors never dip. That's a lot of P-U-N-K. Only just the other day, I phoned 2,000 miles and say, I got my number right away. That's a lot of bunk. We've got a goat without any nose, but gosh, how he can smell. This fool song has got no sense when all is said and done. But I think it's lots of fun, and we've only just begun. Don't you think our audience will think that we're a bore? Well, I hope they don't get sore, cause we're gonna sing some more. My landlord's a poor old gent. And he never raised the rent. The cats in all the yards, oh my. They sing so sweet, they sing so high. I love to hear their lullaby. Throw a sponge in the water, then you see something swell, well, 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 well. Rich men lead an awful life. That's a lot of funk. Every man's true to his wife. That's a lot of... Uh-uh-uh, be careful. The soldiers fought for you and me. They fought for our liberty. They'll get their bonus. Wait and see. That's a lot of bunk. Automobiles come from China because they go hunk, 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 hunk. Everybody loves to die. That's a lot of bunk. Little babies never cry. That's a lot of bunk. I met a tramp whose funds were low. I listened to his tale of woe and said, poor man, they call my dough. That's a lot of bunk. We have apples, we have pears. Yes, we have no fruit. Bunk, bunkity bunk, 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 bunk. Hello, Ben. Hello, sir. How are you? Grand. Tell me, any chances of rehearsing? Oh, good, yeah. Gloria just had to go away. Fine. I have a charity show to do tonight. Come on, let's get started. Where's Shapiro? Look. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Come on, Shapiro. Shapiro, come on. Get away from the blondes. Let's get busy here. Song for you, young man. For me? Yes, for your benefit. Good girl. <laughs> come on, Penny. Let's go. My, my, my. Would you look at all the gals all pissed up? Oh, dear, 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 they're all hepped up. Every sweet hot mama's up and high. Everyone has her best clothes on. Got her slippers and silk hose on. If you roll an eye, in this direction, I'll show you why. Who is that coming down? The Avenue. Men all scared, sure 
He's a fella that they're all shopping to. I'll be glad when you're dead, you rest on you. Say he's the kind of man. Concludes another set of uh, Fan Entertainment Audio Country Show on WFMU. We opened up with a, a soundtrack of the 1931 Flip the Frog uh, major motion picture, another Academy Award winner for Flip the Frog. Uh, it was called Africa Squeaks. Uh, that was followed by the Happiness Boys, Ernie Jones and Billy Hare. Or was it Billy Jones and Ernie Hare? I keep forgetting. And they sang, That's a lot of bunk. Uh, Sophie Tucker gave us Georgia Gigolo and Lil Armstrong. Closed out that set with Born to Swing. Well, I'm the old Kaiser here at WFMU. Have some time left in the program. I want to mention a new product coming uh, soon from Del Barton Tobacco. They are producing a new cigar. It's called uh, the Corona Maladoro. <laughs> it's extremely pungent. Del Barton says that the Corona Maladoro smells like burning hippies. <laughs> they plan to have this cigar on the market by next spring. Uh, they're still trying to make the smell more offensive. See, the purpose of a cigar is to enjoy smoking it. And while you're smoking it, you try to maximize your solitude by driving away all the numbskulls who can't stand your cigar and just want to complain about it. You know, the people who they stand there feigning a cough <coughs> while, while waving their hands back and forth as if they're trying to disperse the fumes. It's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, why I smoke Rancho Malario, which is also manufactured by Del Barton. Rancho Malarios are made from uh, tobacco grown in soil nourished by goat manure. It results in a, a very astringent, oh, but satisfying taste and a dank, repulsive smell 
that drives away fools and overly virtuous poltroons. You know, the, the kind of people dedicated to trying to save the planet. Well, that, that's not on my to-do list this week. Not next week either. So if you, if you crave solitude, you should smoke Rancho Malario's. It filters out the people you don't want to be around. Rancho Malario cigars from Del Barton, the most trusted name in... in... It, not, nothing comes to mind. I'll get back to you. Let's get back to the music. <laughs> God, you're so... Boy, Brett couldn't finish that water out soon enough. Yeah, hit the, hit the platter. I'm gonna pull my dress 
above my knees And Susie Q, baby, with who I please I'm gonna Susie Q Oh, I'm gonna Susie Q But I never get tired of doing that a big hurry coming out that apartment house last night. Oh, did you see me? Sure, I seen you almost broke my leg and come down ruining the janitor. Oh, yeah? Sure you did. And who was that man running behind you, Jimmy, trying to catch up with you? Oh, that must have been my friend, Clarence. Well, if it was your friend, Jimmy, why didn't you let him caught up with you? Oh, man, that's my best friend. He must have been trying to catch me. Well, Jimmy, you tell me you go around to his house or not? I do. I go to see his wife and him all the time. Yes, but what was that shiny thing you had in his right hand waving at your coattail, Jimmy? Oh, I must have left something. And he was trying to give it to me. Yes, if he'd have given you what he was waving at your coattail with, Jimmy, he would have cut your friendship out. Oh, come on, let's play piano. Thank you. 
the, the, the finest set of music ended with Clarence Williams and James P. Johnson with a duet called How Can I Be Blue? Before that was Little Johnson with Grandpa said, Let Susie cue. You know what that means, don't you? Let Susie cue. Use your imagination. And before that, uh, the set opened up with uh, J. Bo Williams and the Pratt City Blues, a rare recording from J. Bo Williams. He didn't do a whole lot of recording, and not much is known about him. Well, this is the old codger wrapping up the show here. I you know, I'd want to say, in closing, that I've been talking a lot to another fellow WFMU staffer, a guy who hosts a program on WFMU. His name is Mark Hurst, and he has a program. It's called Tech Techphobic. It's about people who are afraid of machines and computers. <laughs> uh, we've discovered that we have a lot of common interests, me and Mark. The title of his program says it all. So anyway, Mark wants to enlist me in his battle against what he refers to as big tech. I guess that's short for technology. These are large companies with enormous machinery who are stealing your data, he says. By data, in my case, anyway, I think Mark is referring to 78 RPM disks, or at least the sound, which is embedded in the grooves. Well, I told Mark that I'm willing to help. I'm on board to become a spokesman for his tech-phobic radio show, if necessary. We need to be vigilant, and we need to stick together to overcome the sinister activities of this, this big tech, whoever they are and wherever they are. Now, if I appear on Mark's show, I told him, I can bring along one of my sponsors and air a commercial for, say, Rancho Malario cigars or the Del Barton consumer guillotines and make his show some money. So when I offered this, which I thought was a generous offer, Mark mumbled something about integrity. I'm not familiar with the concept. Anyway, uh, next week I hope to unveil the old codger's plan to fight big tech. I am asking Rummy Delbarton for advice, because he understands big, because Delbarton is the biggest and most trusted name in... in... Well, nice goat you have there. Well, this, this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope in uh, New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. I'm Bill Codger. I'll be back next week with more 70 RPM records. I need to call the cops. Those intruders are back. Get out of my yard, damn birds! Welcome to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Join me now, won't you, for a spoken word record tape that you can tape on, take on your trip with you of a reading of poem. This is a professional take two of a tape of a poem reading a poem oh can we just start all over again it's one of those spoken word things the moving tree a very long poem I look out upon the hill and see the tree it has moved I think I think it has moved the trick is to make the poem sound as if I am not reading it. Oh, but I am. This is part of the poem. It just needs to sound conversational, like I'm thinking it up in the moment. But there, I see the words, so it must be written down. The tree has moved, just like my finger upon this page, from one side to the other of the fence. That black walnut tree was on what I call my side of the fence earlier. Earlier when? That's a question. There's lots of questions involved in this undertaking, was it? This phenomenon? Maybe some landscapers moved my tree. I was looking out the window the other day and I saw it said 
Macbeth tree moving services. And I thought, that's odd. Usually people are removing trees because they've become animated. They've grown faces on them and are taunting the owners of the house like a Sid and Marty Croft story or Tolkien. Ah, we are the spirits of the forest. Why did you plant us, usually silver maple, so close to your house that our roots are now up, up into you like a hand intrusively up into a puppet? I felt like that. Like the roots had gotten up into me. Like my rear end was the puppet glove opening. I don't know my parts of the puppet, and I don't know my parts of the tree, but I know my parts of the yard, and that tree was on this side of the fence. This is a mystery, and you are listening to a mystery poem. Oh, that's a genre. I assure you, if you go to the library right now and you say in a loud, steady voice, Looking for the mystery poem genre. They will quiet you. They will want to restrain you. They might even kick you out for such information. You say, perhaps it isn't the information, but the way I am delivering the question that is offensive. I think that every week when I recite a poem here at the Recite Your Poem Opportunity Hour. Is that what they call it? I have come to your tavern, I have come to your bar to tell you this story in the form of verse. Yes, you can't hear the meter. No, the meter does not have feet. And you don't have shoes to give it. But it walks in front of you, this story of the tree moving. Oh, trees don't have feet and they cannot walk. That's what makes this confounding. I went to sleep a couple days ago, maybe even yesterday, and the black walnut tree was on my side of the fence. Now I wake up and I see that that black walnut tree is on the other side of the fence. In the reality that I live in, this is not possible unless something very strange and unusual has happened, and that is the only answer because it has to be something merely strange and unusual, not something impossible. And oh, the immediate solutions, the elegant solutions, the fantasies that come into my mind when I think, how did the tree get to the other side of the fence, are all what we would consider impossible. Aliens? Anybody who I don't know about is an alien. If you're living on just the other side of the room for me, but I can't see you, you're invisible, you are alien to me, yet not that far away, and you might consider us to be inhabitants of the same country room. My room, you call it a country, I say it's a bedroom, and I'm not alien to you, you can see me, I cannot see you, but here you are moving my trees, possibly. Maybe you've gone into your ship. I call mine car. Can you say car? Car. What do you call your ship? Ship. Oh, you sound just like us. Oh, maybe we are you from the past. It's just like Land of the Lost. These mindless, lizard-like slee stacks, they're the modern slee stacks. They've devolved. We have devolved. Yes. We are tree-moving aliens. Well, I've read about you, and I would like to be able to hire a local company to move my tree. Why move it a mere two feet? Did my neighbor pay for this? It must be the fence that was moved. I'll look for fence-moving companies, or what they call fencing companies. Oh, that could be a number of things. Fencing could be waving swords about. It could be putting in barriers between homes, or it could be about selling things like at a pawn shop or to somebody that is not a licensed pawn shop dealer but will gladly give you money for your stolen items. My tree has been stolen. I see where it's been stolen too. the other side of the fence. The fence might have been moved. Maybe it's 
an aggressive property grab by my neighbor, and while I was away or not paying attention, they had the entire fence moved a few feet onto my property, thus claiming it and making the my fence grabbed it legal precedent for taking more property. If your fence comes alive and takes a little bit of bite out of the neighbor's property, legally, technically, you're allowed to keep that part of the property that your fence ate. Maybe they tried to do that. Maybe they tried to fake it. Look, the 